Welcome back, everybody. It is Thursday something in February. February 14th. It's Valentine's Day, Thank man. You. Oh, <laughs> bad luck on my end. Um, well, at least, you know, I don't have nope, a, commitment. There's no recovery I don't have a commitment to anyone on this day, so, nice. you know, I don't have to worry about that per se. Um, you're sick because you just spent the last... <laughs> 30 seconds coughing Yeah, because I made you laugh a little. It's going to happen throughout the show. If I laugh, I'm going to cough for sure. Oh, that's that's going to be that's gonna be a really good combination yeah. for us all day. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow. So you also, more importantly, mm-hmm. outside of you being sick and dying every time so we tell a joke. So more important than me dying. I appreciate right. it. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's where I was definitely going with this. Um, you went to the Bill Self press conference today. I did. It was... So cool. I, so, okay. We got interviewed by Good Morning KU. And if you haven't seen yet, that link is on our Twitter. I'm pretty sure. And if it's not yet, it will be. Um, but we got interviewed by Good Morning KU and, uh, I think he's the producer of it or he's the leader of the class, whoever he is. Um, he really liked us and he offered us media passes through Bill Self press conference. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go cause you're lame. That, and, yeah. okay. Sure. And, I, I was able to go because, well, honestly, because I was missing a journalism class and I talked to the instructor and she was super excited because it's a journalistic opportunity. So I got to go. I was uh, really close and we're going to talk about a lot of the things he said because I took some notes and it was just really cool and I really enjoyed it. And they gave us free lunch afterwards. It was barbecue oh, and it was delicious. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, but it was just, I don't know, it was really cool and uh, I hope I get to go to more in the future Really exciting opportunity. I hope you get to go to more. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully. That, that's the plan. I had some last minute conflicts that sort of interfered with me being able to attend that. Um, like your lameness. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. We're going to go with my lameness as a last minute conflict. Yeah. Honestly. It, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, today on the show, we're going to talk about that. Obviously, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about the Alliance Football League and we've got some all-star weekend stuff to talk about as well. And on the Major League Baseball side of things, we have Trevor Bauer uh, telling the media that the Indians assassinated his character in his arbitration hearing. God, love that. So, pretty intense stuff. Yeah. But outside of that in baseball, nothing's happened. Absolutely nothing. Pitchers and catchers reported, nothing's happened. Yeah, except for people being pissed that no one has signed yet. Right. So, um, but moving into first topic, let's talk about the press conference. It's fresh is what we brought up at the beginning of the show. You have your notes. What did you remember from today? What did he say today? Um, if anything that was noteworthy or something that you think we should highlight here. Uh, well, there's a few things. Uh, the first thing is he talked about Marcus Garrett and LeGerald Vick. He said Marcus Garrett has not been practicing, and basically there's no chance he'll play on Saturday, which I think we were all expecting. Um, but he said, you know, Marcus is one of the guys that has – hurt us a lot with being out so obviously he's looking forward to his return and said that if there was going to be any news before saturday it would be like oh he's moving in practice basically mm-hmm. along those lines um a reporter asked about legerald vick and he yep. said is there an update on legerald and he goes nope next question like that he shut it down all right so so from what you gathered it's just he has nothing to add to the circumstance yeah. so he's just not even gonna bother talking about it yeah he okay. looked a little annoyed, but like that's also just my reading his body language, so I'm not gonna be on the record like he was annoyed at that question. Right. He just kinda shut it down. So it could be that there's nothing to add to the narrative. 
It could be any of those things. Right. Of course. And we don't want to speculate on that. Yeah, Obviously, of course not. We know nothing about that situation. Yeah. So. Um, another thing, he talked a lot about um, Ochai and that it was a poor decision on his part. And a reporter asked him what surprised him the most. And he said it was his presence and his intangibles, aside from, you know, obviously his scoring and being insane. He is he is probably the biggest surprise of the season. Yeah. And that was another thing he Far said. Far and away. He talked about uh, Dotson and Abaji uh, because somebody said, you know, oh, is it safe to say that, you know, those are the two guys that have stepped up? And he's like, yeah, real safe to say. He's yeah. like, and also Diedrich, but, you know, Dotson is reminding him so much more of Frank Mason than he ever thought he would right. at this stage, I mean. And uh, that Abaji has really stepped up as well. And that they went from guys who help a team win to guys who you have to count on to help mm-hmm. a team win. Well, Ochai is also now projected, not for this year's draft, but for next year's draft, yeah. to be a lottery pick. Yeah, which is crazy. It makes me really sad. <laughs> like, also very happy for him. Um, they asked him about why he didn't, why he redshirted Abaji. And, I mean, it made a lot of sense. He was like, honestly, it was just a bad decision. Uh, wasn't what he what we didn't see in him so much as like what we thought we had and he said that everyone was really happy with the decision like they all thought uh i think the quote was his best ball is down the road right so like they didn't think his freshman year he was going to go out and do what he's doing right and and i do think you know it's important to going back on what he said there it's sort of important to realize that this was a ku team that was loaded by yeah it, by all respects, it was loaded. That, but we've lost Silvio, we've lost Doak, uh, we've lost Marcus now to injury, and Gerald. And we've had people who just aren't producing. Like, right. uh, he mentioned briefly, he said, you know, we have Charlie Moore who's scoring like 13 points per game at Cal. And, you know, just right. sort of things like that that just sort of didn't go the way you expected it, right. which I think is completely And did, did he make any comments about that situation with Charlie? Because I know there's been a lot of disappointment yeah. For the most part this year. Lots of disappointment. With how much Charlie Moore has been able to produce and which how with how much Quentin Grimes has been able to produce and KJ Lawson. Um I don't think Charlie's Charlie's name even came up. Like yeah. when he's like when he made the comment he said we have a player who scored 13 at Cal. So, you know, you can obviously gather that's who it is. His name didn't even come up. Um he mentioned KJ as he was very excited about him. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think he mentioned Quentin Grimes at all. Okay. From what I remember at least. Um he talked a lot about Apogee. Uh, talked about him rebounding the ball, and he said he doesn't rebound the ball. He tries to rebound the ball, and there's a very big difference in that because he's got this want to. So he's actually putting in effort to getting those rebounds, and I thought that was kind of an interesting comment to make. Right, because he really does. I mean, every time offense or defense, he tries to attack the rim on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, we talked about the West Virginia game briefly. He said uh, there's there's become a natural rivalry between us both, uh, but he said it was positive um he also talked about how difficult it is to transition between um these lineups and Mm -hmm. he said it's been fun i kid you not he said it's been fun you know we've got four four guards four it's hard to play four guards but then he talked about how it's fun and interesting to see players develop right before your eyes and he goes when you're doing it week to week it's not as fun but right and i but i do think he is you know, he's a guy who loves to develop players. Yeah, for sure. You know, he developed Devante, he developed Frank, both of them into All-Americans. Yeah. And so I think he's really enjoying coaching the freshmen and getting them up and, you know, bringing them to a level that he thinks they can be at. Yeah, and, like, he was in a good mood for the entire thing. And he mm-hmm. mentioned that um, 
they've had better shoot-arounds, better practices. He said, quote, we've been better at everything this last week. Um, and he said that the locker room was awesome and helped them a lot for that. So it looks like they've got a lot of energy and a lot of momentum going into this game, which so, is exciting. So wait, the vibe from it, and I know this is speculation, yeah. Um, but is the vibe that you're getting that there's been a lot of really, since LeGerald's department, mm-hmm. departure, and I'm not going to correlate the two because I don't want to, you know, say that he was damaging chemistry within the locker right. room. But what it sort of is seeming like, and especially from those comments, is that since that departure it and hasn't hurt through him. the adversity that they've had to face because of that, probably, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of positive chemistry built up yeah. in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. That was, that was the vibe that I got, at least. Yeah. Um, and he even seemed uh, not optimistic, I guess, but of course he was asked about the streak. And he said, you know, K-State's put themselves in a very favorable position. They've got the this last part, you know, that's working in their favor. And he said, we're definitely not in a favorable position, but we control our own destiny. Which I think right. was a really interesting comment to make. We control our own destiny is a very positive thing, way to put the position that we're in right now. Right. So I, I liked that. He seemed... Uh, he, honestly, the vibe I got was that he was optimistic, and he, it seemed good. Well, that yeah, and I think, you know, he, he is right. They do control their own destiny. They have to realize that. And I think a lot of people gave up on the, the idea that the streak could continue, yeah, especially sure. with how bad um, we were playing at certain points. But right now, they're a game and a half back. Yeah. Which is not as bad as everyone's been thinking. It's not mm-hmm. as bad as I've been thinking, honestly. Yeah. And so, if you beat Kansas State, that puts you in a good position. Mm-hmm. If you win out the rest of the season, that puts you in a great position. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying he, he is right in saying, you know, the streak is still alive. Mm-hmm. We really do control our own destiny in a certain regard. Um, unless, you know, Kansas State decides to win out, yeah. in which case. In which case, it's done. Yeah. But. Um, but that's awesome. I Overall, it sounds like a really good experience. Did mm-hmm. you get any access to the players? Did they come out later? What was the deal uh, with that? They came out around three, and I was in class then. Okay. Um, but that was, from what I was told, is a very different situation. Like, they basically come out of the locker room after practice, and then it's like media, which right. is very interesting, because this was a very, like, structured you know, environment where we had pros and we had cameras pointing at him and he was behind a podium, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. But this, he, the way the producer like explained it to me was that they're just going to come out and then get a few quick offhanded questions. And then that's kind of it. So right. really not anything worth like waiting around for if you have other places to be. Sure. Uh, but yeah, overall sounds like it was really productive. It's good to get that kind of insight mm-hmm. um, coming into this game. I I think this team, I don't think they just want to beat West Virginia. I think they want to blow the doors off West Virginia. It was the fact that they lost to West Virginia at West Virginia was embarrassing. Yeah. Frankly, they're a terrible team. There's no reason that this Kansas team should have lost to them. They're 2-9 and in the conference. And one of their wins is Kansas at home. And this isn't the same team that maybe we would have said, you know, Heading into Morgantown a couple years ago, facing them was challenging because that yeah, was a course. good team with a lot of talent. This is not that team. Yeah. And so I think the speculating the mindset with these guys is probably let's blow the doors off of them. It's a home game. It's a Saturday game. Let's just 
erase them. And I would also say that that's kind of the vibe I got as well, because he mentioned a few players, like he mentioned Marcus, who of course is not going to play, um, but guys like Dotson and Abaji who are going to win that possession to win that game. They're not going to like make a big play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or in the sense that they're not trying to make a play for themselves, they're making a play for the team. And right. so he referenced that a lot as you have guys who want to win for the team, not for themselves. Which I think is a really cool thing, especially going into this game, where you have to have unity. Yeah, and, and you know, that is the only way this team's going to win. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, speaking just plainly, there isn't that Devontae Graham, that Frank Mason... Malik in March last season exclusively um there isn't that one guy that you can just say like yeah they'll control the entire game yeah you know it's always in their hand you know it's just it's not there yeah we're seeing guys who are stepping up like Dotson who's had a couple incredible performances Mm -hmm. and Abaji who of course has been stellar you know so we're seeing that and then Diedrich like you can't forget about him he's insane um but it's not like there's one person who you're like, oh, we're going to win if they're in the game. Right. Moving on from that, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this a little bit. You haven't really seen like this has impacted you at all. I'm actually really excited <laughs> yeah. about it. We're the Alliance of American Football. <laughs> football no longer ends in February with this league being in place. Now we get 10 games through the spring, playoffs, and a championship game. So when is this going to end? Um, I don't know what the official schedule is. I can pull that up in a little bit. Um, the thing that I wanted to note is a few different rule changes. Oh, interesting. Um, there are no kickoffs. There Wait. are no extra points. You have to go for it every single time. In Wait, overtime. What? In overtime, uh, each team gets the ball on the 10 once with first and goal and has to score and go for two. You can't kick a field goal in overtime and games can end in ties. I like those overtime rules better than the NFL's. But they can still end in ties. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if you're in a playoff or something, that's going to give you a way better, um, what am I looking for? Like, reception of the audience. (laughs) That's not a phrase, but whatever. It's like, the audience is going to receive that better. Like, they're going to enjoy that a lot more than, like, how it was in the NFL, especially with um, Patriots-Chiefs. You know, people were really upset that the Chiefs didn't get a chance at that ball. Right. Um, Play clock will be shortened. And then, this is the one, this is the one rule that I need to see take place. Because I don't fully grasp it yet. So instead of onside kicks, which are not allowed, teams will attempt the equivalent of a 4th and 12th play from their own 28-yard line. What? Yeah. So these will only be allowed when a team (laughs) is trailing by at least 17 points or for either team in the last five minutes of a game, according to their rules book. That's kind of an intense rule. It is. It's kind of... I mean, it's kind of just weird. Mm -hmm. So it's limited to the last five minutes and only when they're trailing by at least 17 points. Yeah. Outside of the last five minutes. So uh, my whole position on it is, does this, this rule, do you see more of these 
being converted than you do onside kicks because I do for sure. Yeah. Like if you just get a fourth and twelve, you get to send your offense out there. I, as in my mind, see a way better opportunity to convert. Yeah, than I mean, you, would you don't. On an onside kick. Yeah, for sure. And you don't see very many outside kicks. Yeah. I feel like you'd probably see more of this. Right. And so, the the vibe I'm getting from this rule set and reading everything um, that they have is that this is a lot more. This league is focused on being a little bit faster, making the game quicker, and making the game a little more erratic. Mm-hmm. You know, no extra points. You have to go for two every single time you score. Like, that is going to affect ball games, whether you want to say it will or not. Like, not having... No, it's going to be a massive in, difference. And in, in, don't get me wrong, extra points aren't guaranteed. But... I mean, but it's a way higher probability. I want to I look up the stats because it's got to be something like 90%, right? It's like, up there. It's crazy. It's up there. Maybe this year it might have dropped a little because field goal kicking the NFL sucked so much. Yeah. Um, But it's up there. I watched some of these games take place. I believe it's eight teams in total uh, that are scattered around. Uh, my favorite one is the team that's moved into San Diego. Like, on the heels of the Chargers leaving, they're like, congratulations, you have a new football team. Yeah. Um, I think that's really funny. The, um, the only criticisms I have, the quarterback play was hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was pretty good. Other times it was just Nathan Peterman levels of horrible. Sure. Sometimes the... Oh, the special teams. I'll hop into that real quick. Okay. The special teams are sloppy. I mean, bad. You have guys muffing punts. There's a ton of, like, just miscues on that side of the ball. And I th- I think it's just because those are guys who, you know, they haven't had a lot of practice. It's sort of got pushed into it, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, special teams look sloppy. Um, the games were pretty fun. Really? I mean, it, I enjoyed myself. Like, uh, was it because you're on a, you're having football withdrawals, or is it because it's objectively good? I I think it's a combination of me knowing that this is the only football I have right now. Sure. And so, I'm just sort of, you know, getting over it and being like, yeah, uh, Zach Mettenberger, sure, he's a great quarterback. Fair enough. You know, just like, sort of, eh. But the teams are Arizona. Salt Lake, San Antonio, San Diego, Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, and Orlando. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's very southernly oriented. Yeah. And There's it's not, no not teams really, up north. Not really what I expected, to be honest. What were you more expecting? Well, I wasn't expecting, like, Birmingham. And, like, that is the one that caught my attention the most, probably. But I don't know. There's a few that just didn't. I don't know. That's not where I thought. I thought it was this was going to be like uh, Texas and probably like New York, like bigger cities. But I guess they already have enough NFL teams that it wouldn't have really mattered. Yeah. I mean, in some of them, you know, they're sort of by like Memphis is sort of by where some of the other teams are. Yeah. Um, or some of the NFL teams are looking at their schedule. Um, the way it seems to be broken down is that they'll play two games on Saturday and then they'll play two games on Sunday. And they'll Whoa. sort of split up the weekend that way. Um, and then it has, uh, looking at it on their website here, it has it going from February 9th, uh, which was this last weekend. And my birthday. It was your birthday. That's wild. Um, to 
Saturday, April 27th. That's when the championship will be. So it's a more condensed season. Yeah. But football's not over. That's true. It's not over. I can, you know, we can get that little, that small little dopamine hit that we require <laughs> to stay sane from the Alliance for American, the Alliance of American Football, which I'm just going to wind up calling the Alliance Football League. Yeah. I guarantee it. Probably. There, yeah, no question. But you you said it just doesn't impact you or grab your attention at all. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, what day is that end again? Like, what month is that ending? April. Okay, so that's, like, getting ready to go into baseball season. So, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't know. I might watch it. It just doesn't seem like something I'm going to be, like, so stoked for. This would be, like, I don't know, if I'm at a friend's house and they're, like, oh, let's watch this. I'm, like, okay. Like, I'm not going to complain about it, but it's not going to be something I'm actively seeking out, probably. Right. It's just something that's sort of there and you're, like, all right, whatever. Yeah. If I'm having sports withdrawals, then I'll be, like, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Through the first week, like, distribution on talent has been sort of weird. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'll am i go through it real quick and just think about point totals. Mm-hmm. So Arizona, the Arizona Hot Shots, they scored 38 points in their first game. Wow. Right? Yeah. Pretty not scoring, yeah. Not too shabby. Why yeah. not? Um, they scored 38 points in their first game. The Atlanta Legends scored six. Oh. <laughs> go to the Birmingham I- Iron. They scored 26. The Memphis Express, zero. Oh, wow. Right? Orlando scored 40 points. Had a great game. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake had 22. Uh, who is it? San Antonio, the Commanders, they had 15. And then San Diego Fleet, they had six. Yeah, you're right. That's not very evenly distributed. No, so some of the teams are like, it, it sort of feels like in the early stages of this, you are going to have teams that are very clearly better yeah. than everyone else yeah which is not shocking i don't think no it it i don't think people should be that surprised by this whole situation um but yeah football's not over i'm really happy about it wait that hold on that's college basketball season not baseball season i don't know why i said baseball yeah i'm I'm dumb retracting that (laughs) it's college basketball season that's probably what my attention will be focused on Jeez. Um, I was like, something didn't sound right about that. <laughs> um, we're a mess. Yeah. It's all right. I mean. Yeah. I'm dying. You're so sick. We I can't sliced really my finger me. open. Both of us are just not doing Dislocated great Dislocated your ankle. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. If you had to put it back into place. It just, I twisted it and it cracked and then I could walk on it normally. Hey folks, what does that sound like to you? I just heard about 20 people say this. No, okay. It, it sounds fine. I think it's right. fine. Um, but with that being said, we're going to hop into our first break. When we come back, all-star game time. We're going to start talking about Team LeBron, Team Giannis. Who do you have? I don't know. I'm leaning towards Team LeBron right now. But we'll hop into that after the break. Probably another bet. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Easy Sports Podcast. As we said before break, All-Star Weekend for the NBA is this weekend. We're very excited. Very excited. It's a great time. I love Mm -hmm. All-Star Weekend. Um, And we have things that, you know, 
are really that I really love to watch, like the three point contest. I even like the skills competition, dunk contest in the actual game. And then we have stuff like, you know, the celebrity all star game, which is just sort of there. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's been really fun in the past. Like I've enjoyed it in the past a lot. Mm-hmm. But recently, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to watch it because I think it'll be fun regardless. Uh, you know what? I've decided I'm just going to take whatever team Quavo's on. Okay. This Fair seems enough. like a reasonable assessment of the situation. I'm just Reigning gonna, MVP. Yeah, you know. I'm just going to be like, you know what? If Quavo, whatever team Quavo's on, we'll put money down on just that. Just call it good. Um, so, movie, for a skills contest, right. who do you have? Oh, I've got Luca. I, I am way, way too deep on the hype train to not take him fair enough wait i've been riding it way too long i i'm just gonna double down and pick luca for it fair enough and he's got four to one odds it's not bad i want uh nikola Jokic. hey yo you're getting the name it's listen we're gonna pretend it's because i'm sick that i can't say names sure yep. it's those eastern european names that really get you now I sound racist. <laughs> How? I don't know, but someone's going to misconstrue that. And I, I'm going to become a racist. No. I don't think anybody's going to misconstrue you not being able to pronounce a name for you being racist. All right. I would already like to announce my public apology. <laughs> no, um, seriously, though. He's got six to one odds. I think he's an incredibly well-rounded player. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I'm taking him. Outside of not being able to say his name. You know what? But I can, you're a huge fan. I can read a name and no, not know fine. how to say it's it. fine. All right. Um... We have the three-point contest. You were very quick, and very quick to say Steph Curry was your pick. Yes, absolutely. Like, alarmingly fast. Because I, I also love Steph Curry. Uh-huh. And I think he's going to go down in history as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, three-point shooter of all time. Huh. Okay. I'm going to change my pick. Ooh. I- Are you going Steph? <laughs> no, no, that would be funny if I went with that. Um, I'm going to go with Kemba Walker. Now I'm surprised. I thought for sure you were going to take Devin Booker. No, I, Devin Booker is like the easy sort of obvious choice <laughs> from the field. Haha, <laughs> wow. Um, is the easy sort of obvious choice from the field outside of Steph Curry. Um, but I don't know. Cardiac Kemba is going to make his return and I'm very excited for it. I, I really hope he just he hits every single shot and blows everyone out of the water. But so then, what about the dunk contest? This is this one I have a little harder of a time with. Yeah, this was probably the hardest one for me as well. Um, I'm gonna go with Hamadou Diallo. Okay. Just because I I think he might come out with some crazy dunks. The only person that I'm like leaning towards outside of him would be Dennis. Smith. Dennis Smith Smith Jr., mm-hmm. but I'm going to take Hamadou okay. on this one. I'm taking Miles Bridges. Really? Yeah. Rookie, Michigan State guy. Okay. Yep. I want right. to see it happen. Relative to the actual game. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what we're actually betting on, yes? Yes. Okay. This is, this is we'll find, we'll figure out something to gamble on um, a- after the show or something like that, and then maybe post it on Twitter. Um, but I have team LeBron. I have team Giannis. Right. Uh, I guess I'll run through my starters. I have Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. And then for your starters, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker. 
I'm a fan. I like my team. Do you really? You I like really your team do. better than my team? I like... Because I, I genuinely think my starting five is better than yours. I think if you switch Kevin Durant and Paul George, then I have a team that would blow yours out of the water. Really? I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see your face. <laughs> Kevin Durant... I... I, I mean, think, no, I think my team is very good, but right. I think your team has LeBron, Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, who are, I mean, everybody's going to be a huge name, but those are like the biggest names, I would say right now. Right. So, I think there's a bigger story behind all of this, though, that's important to talk about, and that is, LeBron might be the best recruiter of all time. <laughs> Interesting. Because... Let, let's look at his roster and his starting five anyway. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. Anthony Davis is on his team, I believe. Yes, he's on the bench. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is on the team. And then Clay Thompson is also on the team. All of those guys are able to hit free agency or the trade market this summer. Bold move, LeBron. I like I, it. Every single one of them. There is no way I have I have no doubt in my mind that LeBron thought this out way before he actually made I this have, move. I have some very solid reserves too though. I got Russell Russell Westbrook and Nikola Jokic. <laughs> I didn't pretend I can say his name. See, you're you're and still fixated on the game. I'm fixated on what this Depot. means. I know, but I'm just saying I mean, but I have, I have, if we're going back to it, in our in my reserves, I have LaMarcus Aldridge, I have Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, come on. Solid. Ben Simmons, Clay Thompson's coming <coughs> off the bench, Cat, yeah. and, you know, Dwayne Wade oh, is, shoot. you know, you there. You do have some very solid reserves. It's going to be close. It'll be close. I think you're probably going to win. I hope honestly. I win. I, of course I hope I win, though, because I don't want to lose another bet honestly. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because at um, that point, it's just embarrassing. But what I'm saying here is... No, it is. It's impressive. His recruiting is impressive. Because obviously, he did this with a plan in mind. Right. He didn't just randomly make these selections. And so, which one of these guys is going to wind up joining him in LA this summer, or this year? I really wish that it would have been Anthony Davis. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to happen at this point. Yeah, I could see... I could 100%... I'd say the two most likely were probably, in my mind right now, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I, w- I would think Kyrie Irving more so than Kevin Durant. I agree. And that's only because of the fact that they played together in Cleveland and were very successful when they played together. And what Kyrie just said of, I don't owe anybody shit. Right. And really, Clay's on this list. I I don't know. I just don't see Clay leaving Golden State. I don't State. think he'll leave. Honestly, I don't. I, yeah, I think he's, he's sort of settled so into it. He's invested so much time, yeah. Right. Um, and then we had the first trade. I don't know if you watched the draft, um, the little draft show that they did for it. I did. I watched parts of it. It was cute. Yeah. We had our, it was cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. what else no, was it? Um, it was cute. We had the first trade ever in draft history. Love it. Um where Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook were traded. So Russell went from Team LeBron to Team Giannis, and Ben went from Team Giannis to Team LeBron. So now, and I don't know if you remember this beef, we have 
Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook yeah. on the same team. Are you kidding me? Of course I remember this beef. Phenomenal. Of course I remember this beef, and I'm not a huge fan of those two being together. But then if you have Russell on the other team... You're not, you're not a fan of it? I'm a huge fan of this Ugh. whole situation. That's awesome. It's just because I love Joel Embiid, and I cannot stand Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you have some... I don't like him. I know. I'm just not a fan. But yep. then... Here's what I was going to say is that if you put Russell Westbrook on the other team, now you got him and Kevin Durant together, and that's just, like, weird and kind of uncomfy. That's happened already, though. I know, but it was weird. Was it not? I didn't, I didn't think it was that weird. There was, like, an alley-oop situation, and everyone lost their freaking minds on Twitter. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just... Yeah, come on. One alley-oop, also... they're clearly... They've made amends. Right, but that was also, like, the biggest story. It was, like, oh, the beef is over. And I'm like, okay. I just... I'm very excited to see... Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook share a bench. I just want to see Joel Embiid succeed in everything he does. <laughs> I want to see him have a long and prosperous life with a billion dollars. With a billion dollars. And a wife who makes him happy. That's what I want for Joel Embiid. Wow. Wow. All right. That was, you've thought that out. I love him so much. That was so very much. specific. I love him so much. Okay. All right. I guess. Um... Joel Embiid, if I could give you the world. <laughs> I would do it. Happy Valentine's Day, my oh, man. <laughs> we we got we got to talk after this show about <laughs> your uh, fixation on Joel Embiid's life. Um, but yeah, I genuinely do. Looking through my roster, I I think they've got this. I really what? hope you're wrong. Just because I want to be right, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just just from a, <laughs> a scoring standpoint. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, James Harden, LeBron, and Kawhi in your starting five from just from a scoring standpoint i mean it's average <laughs> just, yeah. i i don't know if you always just say these things to just see if i'm gonna like freak out and leave yeah. the room. but no it's like what your roommate it did is, the other night it is far from average yeah it is it is very good yeah that was um, obviously a joke these are five of the best in the nba that's obviously why they're all stars of course they're not average right um, some other, I guess we'll say notable, um, selections. D'Angelo Russell got his first all-star game, uh, as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. He's the leading scorer for them this season. Um, and then we had two, we're just going to call them like special picks or like hall of fame kind of picks. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, he got picked to team Giannis and Dwayne Wade. He got picked to team LeBron. Makes me happy. I like it. I'm I'm looking at Dirk's stats this year. I knew it wasn't going to be a lot. Yeah, but, but four point four points per game. Yep, point oh three assists and one point seven rebounds. It's not and then a lot. Dwayne Wade is fourteen points per game, four point three assists and three point eight rebounds per game. That's not too shabby for Dwayne Wade though. Not terrible. No, um, but <laughs> sorry for um, my chair, folks. Yeah, your chair is just. It's breaking to pieces tonight. Not a fan of me. Um, but yeah, I this is going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun weekend. I, like I've said repeatedly, love All-Star Weekend. Of course. Um, just because I think it's a great time. It's also really fun to kind of imagine some of these players playing together on actual teams. You know, unless it's the Warriors, in which case you get kind of get to see an All-Star team. Um, so but, then, kind of an off-topic question, though. Okay. Is this your favorite all-star weekend of like all the sports that do all-star weekends because mine is obviously going to be baseball um yeah it, it'd be the nba 
starting at one, it'd be the probably the NBA, then the NHL, then baseball, then the NFL. Because I mean, Pro the Bowl, NFL's last and The Pro Bowl sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever says it's good, no, I'm sorry. Just, you just take a hike. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, but yeah, it, it this would probably be my favorite All Star Weekend, followed by the NHL. I just feel like the MLB is so much more competitive during All-Star Weekend because it actually matters. You know what I mean? Whoever wins gets Game 7 uh, home field advantage in the World Series. I thought they changed that. I don't know if they changed that. They I think that have. I think that got changed. But either way, that was a really cool thing, so it mattered a lot, you know? Right. And I liked that a ton. And the home run derby is always really fun. A lot of people don't do it because it messes up their swings, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's always super fun. I love MLB All-Star Weekend, and I'm already, like, counting down the days, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It... Pitchers and catchers just reported, and I'm counting down the days till the All-Star break. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How many days do we have left? I don't know. I'm not literally counting, <laughs> Zach. My God. I, didn't I mean, I figured I could call, call you bluff. out on it. Yeah. Um, you know what? If this is how we're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's going to be very fun. Uh, there's one more story I want to talk about to sort of close out the show and this was something we found during the break yeah was a fake recruit a fake just to emphasize that recruit leads uh 24 7 sports uh to change their ranking policy i have so many questions after that headline oh yeah like this how is... do you fake a recruit it, i don't know how it... does that even happen he had a twitter account was which... the high school real uh, yeah, the high school was real, but he had a Twitter account boasting offers from Alabama, Georgia, and others. He was a 6'6", 315-pound offensive lineman. I'm going to say in air quotes because yeah. obviously fake. Um, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, this fake recruits Twitter account basically garnered enough attention that rivals listed him as a three-star recruit. And then from there, he got automatically entered into 24-7 sports, their ranking system. That's crazy. And so you had this guy, you could have been scrolling through and looked at it and seen, you know, some stats and been like, hey, this, this kid looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, might be an interesting three-star uh, choice, but he never actually existed. I need a Shane Dawson documentary on this. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I need, there's like. Because that's, that's seriously, that's crazy. And that's a level of dedication, too. If yeah. you're the person creating the fake Twitter account for this recruit to what? Okay. get it to a point where, I mean, obviously What's they're their lying Twitter about handle? the offer. Uh, it's not listed oh, in the article. Because I want to know, like, did they, like, cultivate this Twitter? Like, are there other tweets? You know what I mean about how, like, everyone tweets other things? Like, what's on this guy's Twitter? Yeah, I. you know what? I'm honestly not sure. Um, but it sort of led to them, you know, kind of taking shots at rivals system, letting a fake recruit uh, <coughs> fall in there. And, you know, the, it's just been a shot back and forth, uh, between the two companies, but this is, it's just so fascinating. I'm, like I said, I'm more fascinated at the level of dedication it would take to get a fake recruit, a three star rating online. Yeah. Like, what do you have to do to get that? You post. I guess fake highlight reels. You would have to edit them yourself, create a profile. It's kind of know? like, it, I mean, it's super weird. And then lie about offers. Like, why would you do that? I don't like, know. What? What's? 
What are you hoping to get out of this? An offer. Right. <laughs> a scholarship <laughs> offer. Um, Alabama's like, you know what? We're in. Yeah. You know what? That level of dedication, son. How would you feel about playing on our team? Um, Just yeah. this kid at his computer. He's like, okay. Right. It, it It is crazy to me that this was able to happen and that this more so just slipped through the cracks. Yeah, it's wild. But And now, of course, 24-7 sports is going to change their policy and become mm-hmm. more dedicated to fact-checking and things like that, which is good, of course. Very good. I mean, it's always important. Yeah. But with that being said, thank you so much for joining us today on the Easy Sports Podcast. We should have a quickie coming out soon. Not mm-hmm. going to spoil what it's about, but it will be out soon. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Easy Sports Pod. I'm yep. going to get it right this time. You got it right. <laughs> you nailed it that time. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you're liking, what you're not liking. Yeah. All that good stuff. Or if you just generally hate us, just let us know. Yeah, throw that at us too. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time.